Vesechta Soita Daf Memzayin Amud Aleph, page forty-seven, side eight. Rav Shmuel, there is a disagreement with Rav Shmuel how the story took place. Chad Omar one says that Nais that there was only one miracle. Chad Omar and one says Nais b'Toichnes a miracle within a miracle. The Gemara explains. The one who said there was a miracle, he holds that Yar Haber, that there was a forest there from the past. But there were no bears there, and the miracle was that bears came there. Manda Omar, the one that says Neis Betoichnes, it was a miracle within a miracle. Lo Yar Haber, there was never a forest. And there were never uh, bears there. And the miracle took place that there was, first of all, there was a forest. And another nest, there was bears over there. Frag the Gemara, the Gemara asks, if there was no forest there, what was the purpose for that miracle? So let there just be bears without a forest. The Gemara answers the Isai, because the bears are afraid they don't do damage when they don't have a forest to hide in it. And that's why you needed both this, both miracles. Omar Abchanina says, Abchanina Bishil Arboi Mushnaim Korbonis, Sheikri Bolok Melech Moyev, that for the 242 sacrifices that Bolok, the king of Moyev, sacrificed, when Bilam came to curse the Jewish people and he didn't have uh, the opportunity, he didn't uh, help him, uh, so yet, he did have, the 42 Kabbonas had the effect that the curse of Elisha should take place. Should take place. And that's why, Hufkum Yisrael Arboyim Ushnaim Ilodim. That's why they were taking away, split away from the Israel, the 42 children, as the number of the sacrifices. The Gemara asks, Aini, but that's not so. But Rabbi Yudah says, in the name of Rav, person should always occupy himself in Torah Mitzvahs, even not for the for the good for the for the purpose uh, for the sake of of, of Torah and sake of Mitzvahs, because from learning not for the sake will come to learning for the shame for the sake of Torah Mitzvahs, because we see Shemischar Arboi Moshnayim. For the reward of 42 sacrifices that the Bolog, the king of Moyach, sacrificed. So notwithstanding the fact that he didn't intend for a mitzvah but to receive permission to curse the Jews, Rus. she had a merit that Rus came from him. From whom Shloimer comes, by him it's written, Elef Oilos Yala Shloimer, thousand Eilis Shloimer will bring up. And Rabbi Yaisi Ben Chayni said that it's actually so that the Rus, Bitoishel Egloin, she was the daughter of Egloin, which which was the son of Balak, and Rus was the daughter of Egloin. So we see that he had another reward for the Karbonas, not the Elisha's curse should take place. The Gemara answers, notwithstanding the fact that he was rewarded, that the Rus came from him, uh, that he still did not come to his reward. Because But his desire, the Karbonas, was for a curse. He should be able to curse the Yidden. And that helped him through these children. Gemara goes back to Elisha that he came to Yericho in order to heal the water that was there. So it says in the Pesach, The people of the city said to Elisha, The settle of the place is good as my master sees. But the problem was, they were saying that the water is bad, so that the ground is mishakelis. So the Gemara asks, Since the water is bad and the land is Mishakelis, doesn't hold the, uh, the produce, so why is it called good? 
Afilu, Abrahonis says, even a bad place, the people that live there is Chain Mokim al The grace of the place is on those people who live there. There are three, three types of grace. And that even something which is bad looks good. The grace of a place is on those who settle it. The grace of a woman is on her husband. The grace of the bought thing is on the one who purchased it. Elisha got sick, three sicknesses. Echad one was because of the sin Shegira Dubim, that he sicked the beers on the children. The Echad, and the other one is Shedachofi the Gechazi, Bishtayadayim, that he pushed away Gechazi, chased him away with both hands, as the Gemara will say later on. The Echad Shemez boy, and one that he actually got died in of that sickness. Remember, Elisha got sick, his sickness from which he would die. So we have here three sicknesses, because it says, Cholo, Cholyoy, Ashi Yomuzber. So these are the three things. Tom Rabbonah, we learn in Abraham, For always a person's left hand should be pushing away the one that has committed the sin, but his right hand should bring him close. Not as Elisha has pushed Gechazi with both of his hands. Not like Yeshua ben who he pushed one of his students with both of his hands. The Gemara explains Elisha Mahi. What is the story of Elisha Because it's written at the time that Elisha healed Naaman, the officer of the army of Aram, from his leprosy, and Elisha refused to receive any gift in return. So Gehazi went after him, Gehazi who was the servant of Elisha, and asked of him a kikar kesef, a shteh a chunk of silver, and two uh, garments. So he says, Naaman said, he was healed, please, he said, take kikar kikarim, take two kikris kesef, and take two begodim. Uh, then it's written when it came back to Elisha. So Elisha was rebuking Gechazi. So he was rebuking uh, him, uh, Elisha, for taking eight things, it says here. Uh, uh, but the Gemara asks, Did then Gechazi take so much? He only took Kesef of Godim. He took silver and garments. Who the shokil? As the Pasik says, uh, he told him, And he gave him, The Gemara explains, says, At the time, that Naaman came before Elisha, Elisha, Isaac, Elisha was occupied with He was studying with his students and with Gechazi, the Perik of Ishmael Shrotzim, or the uh, the Perik, but the laws of the eight Shrotzim, which are an Avat Tumah, they are the main category of Tumah. And when Gechazi took the the silver and the garments, the Kikra and the Begodim, the Khalifas, that have the ability to buy all these things. Omar Lois, Elisha was saying to him, Russia, Higia is little schar shmeinashrotzim. Did it then come the time now to take the reward for the Torah that you learned in Shmeinashrotzim? So you received eight matters in this world, and that's going to push you away from the Mabba. And further he told him, and the leprosy of Naaman should paste unto you and to your seed forever. It says in Sefer Melochim, there were four men who that were with leprosy, and they li- they sat in the entrance to the gate of Shemun. That who are these four Mitzrayim? That's Gechazin, the three sons, who was punished with Sadaz, him and his children. 
Further, the Gemara brings out the story that has happened. What says after the Maisa with Gechazi, after the story with Gechazi, Elisha went to Damasek. So the Gemara says, Why did Elisha go to Damasek? He went to bring Gechazi back to repent. And he didn't want to go back. So this says to Gechazi, Return. So I have received from you, anyone who sinned and caused other people, the many to do sins, he doesn't have the opportunity to do tshuva. Imar explains my other. What did he do, Gechazi, to cause other people to sin? Ikon the Amri, others say, Eben Shei Aves Tolaloi Lechatas Yerom. A stone that raises, that draws the uh, piece of metal from the ground, he hung to uh, the calves, the golden calves that Yerom. Uh, uh, placed. It's called the chatas. Those are the sin. Those are the avidizora that you haven't placed. So he punked them up. Um, and he placed it between the heavens and the earth uh, because he got the people to think that they're standing there on their own. He put that stone that weighed them down to raise them. Because the Amri, you know, the people say, Shem that he engraved a name on the mouth of the Chatas Yerobam, of the Avedizov Yerobam. And they would say the word And that's the way it got other people to think that it's speaking by itself. Because the Amri and other people say, that Gechazi, even while he was by Elisha, he was to push away uh, many people from Elisha. They didn't allow them to come to Elisha. See, because after Gechazi was chased away, it says, The sons of the prophet said to Elisha, the place that we are sitting there before you is narrow for us. From this we can derive the other. Until that time it wasn't, uh, it wasn't it wasn't squeezed. So it appears, so we see from there that up to that time, the reason they weren't squeezed is because as long as Gechazi was there, he didn't allow people to come. And now there was more Tamid. The Gemara says Yeshua ben Prachia. We mentioned before that Yeshua ben Prachia pushed away one of the students with both hands. Mighty. What is the story? So the Gemara says When Yanai King Yanai killed the Jewish sages, Shimon ben Shotach at Mineu Achosi. So the sister Shimon ben Shotach hid it because she was the wife of Yanai King Yanai. So that's it. That's how he was saved. So the Mishur of Emperachia also saved at that time. Ozal Orek Alexandria Shal Mitzrayim. He went and ran away to Alexandria in Egypt. When Yanai made peace with the Chachamim, Shalach Shimon ben Shotach. So Shimon ben Shotach sent a letter to the Mishur ben Emperachia, his teacher. And he wrote him, From me, Yerushalayim, the holy city, Loch Alexandria, Shalmitzrayim, Achoyshi, to you, Alexandria, in Egypt, my sister, Baili, Shoru B'Soychech, my husband, my master, Rabbi Shub Prachia, who is the Jewish leader, lives amongst you. Bani Yeshevet Shemeima, and I am sitting desolate because there is no Rabshi, Shub Prachia. Omar, Shub Brachi, when he received the letter, he says, Shmami, no, I hear from these words. Have a shlomo that there is already peace for the Chachamim, and I have to return. He also, when he came to Israel, he came to a certain inn. Come, come, Mayu, be Korashapu. So the uh, owner of that inn stood before 
Rabbi Shuba Brachia, come Kamayu, he stood before them being Kodashapa with proper respect. Abdullah Yikoratuba. And they made a lot of respect for Rabbi Shuba Brachia. Yosef, the Komishtabeyach. So Rabbi Shuba was sitting and he was praising Kamanoach Sanya Zoi. How beautiful is this host? And they honor the sages. So one of the students said to him, Rabbi, my teacher, the eyes of the mistress of the house are round. They're not nice, not beautiful. Evil. This is how what you are occupying yourself. So he took out 400 shoifres, horns, and he excommunicated him. Every day that student would come to him to permit him his excommunication. didn't accept it. One day, Yeshua was reading the Shema. And in the meantime, also that student came to him. And in that day, have a Shub and Brachi had in mind to accept it. But since he couldn't interrupt, he showed him with his hand he should wait for him. But the Talmud, Sobar, but he thought that Rabbi Shua is midchidochilei, that he's totally pushing him away. So he went and he raised a brick for Rabbi Dezor, he worshipped it. Return. Do Shuba. So I've received from you Anyone who sins and causes others to sin, the public to sin, and must speak in beyond the last We don't supply him the opportunity to do Shuba. How did he make many sins? The Mar said that that student, Kishif, he made with sorcery, Vehesis, and he persuaded Vehidir, and he pushed away. Behechtes Yisrael and God Jewish people to sit. Tanya, we learned in Abraham, Rav Shimon Amelazer, Rav Shimon Amelazer says, Yetzer, the inclination, the temptation for uh, having uh, relationships and tinoik and a child, the isha and a woman, these things, like, a person should not totally push it away. But they smell the left hand should push and the right hand being close. Further we learn in the that if the person who uh, killed was found before they uh, were out of the eglo, the calf, then the eglo goes out and it feeds in the herd because it's still ordinary schulim. It's not uh, not holy. But once it has been nerf, and then they found the perpetrator to cover then it should be buried in its place. It's prohibited by Noah. And we don't say, well, it was a mistake because Shalsofik Bosa for in the beginning it came because we don't know who killed. And at the time that you did the Arifa, Kipro Sveikov Alchalos. So the, uh, it atoned for the doubt, and it atoned for the doubt, and then uh, it went, that's it. And now when you find the one who killed, the atonement has not been, is not taken away. What happens? Nerfa Golo. After the Arif Zagolo, the Hayrik, the killer, was found. So then we don't exempt him from his punishment because the Arif Zagolo, then he should be killed. So if one witness says, I saw the killer, one says, You didn't see, and one says, I know you didn't see. One says, I saw, and one says, You didn't see. And likewise, one woman says, I saw, and another one denies, says, no, you didn't see. So they would do darifa because since there's a contradiction, there's no testimony, so we do darifa. But if two, one witness says, I saw, to say you didn't see, 
then because one's words cannot take cannot stand in the place where there is two. What happens that we saw you didn't see then you would not do that because one witness cannot contradict two. And now we know who killed him. When the murderers have increased, the laws of Ekla Rufa have become nullified because we know who are the ones that are doing the killings. It's as if we know who who's them. That began when when uh, when Elizabeth Dinai came into the picture. Because he was a known murderer. And originally he was called Schino ben Perisha. But when he became uh, a murderer, they called, went back and they called him the son of the murderer. When the people with promiscuity having perimeter relationships increased so the bitter water that he would give the soita have ceased Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai Hivsikon Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai is the one that interrupted them as the Pesach says I will not remember your sons for they have uh, uh, committed adultery that they have, uh, your daughter-in-laws, that they have had uh, extramarital relationships. Kihem, the goimer, because they are together with the zoinets, with the heartless, they go together. So what it means is, that Hashem says, that I'm not going to check anymore uh, your daughters, the wives. So he wouldn't check his... The, the, the women because your daughters are mezana they have relationships and also the husband themselves are constantly uh, they're like horses like they pray them like the donkeys always having relationships with them so therefore there's no uh, point in the soita uh, water to check when the two sages, Yosef ben Yehazer from Tzreid and Yosef ben Yerushalayim, the people that were Eshkoilis uh, have ceased. Eshkoilis means people that have all in them, all inclusive. There was no blemish in their Torah. Uh, because until the end of their days, there was not a disagreement and what they have received from their teachers. Where do we find that a person who is great is called an Eshkel? Shenemar, because it says, Ein Eshkel Echel Bikura Ivsanavshi. There is no cluster, Eshkel, Ishkel boy, to eat Bikura Ivsanavshi. And the Pasuk continues over there. It says, Obat Chosid min Oretz Yosheb Odom Oyin, so that the Chosid and the Yosher is called the Eshkel. Yochanan Koyen Godel says the Mishnah Hevir Hoidoyasamaiser. He removed the confession that you did by the Maisers. Like this on the Pesach of the fourth and the seventh year of the Shemitah cycle, it was a mitzvah to confess. We say, Bi'arti Akoydish Minabais. And Yochanan Koyen Godel, he nullified it. Avhu Bitel Asamoirim Be'asanoikfin. He also nullified the Moirim, the Noikfin, as the Gemara will explain. Mesechta Soita Daf Bemzayin Amud Beis, page forty-seven, side B. So continue the Mishnah at Yom of Hayapatish Makim Yerushalayim until the days of Yochanan and Koyen Godel, the hammer would bang in Yerushalayim in the uh, places of the Napochim, those uh, people who would make metal on Cholamoyed. Um, so because that was for the needs of a Dabara Avud, which one is permitted to do on Chayla if the item is lost, and they have to do it. But Rabbi Yochanan, Yochanan uh, Koyen Gadol, he decreed and he prohibited it. Uh, because the noise was loud, it was heard 
to a distance, and never, not everybody knew that it was the Malachas Domer Ovud. So he stopped them from doing it. And the days of Yechonekei and Godel, a person who was careful with his Maiser did not have to ask about the Mai, about the fruit of an Amoritz when you would buy it from a um, a friend uh, who is uh, a Chavar, whether they gave Maiser or not, because he instituted that anyone who buys fruit from an Amoritz has to give Maiser. So now we do the Gemara. This is the end of the Mishnah. We do the Gemara. We learned in Abraise. Minayim, from where do we know? That if the Eglo has already been Neraf, and then you go ahead and you find the one who did the uh, killing, the one, the killer, that the fact that you cut the head of the Agola, that doesn't exempt the killer from death, Tamud Leimar, the Pasik teaches us, therefore, the earth will not be forgiven for the blood that was poured in it, unless with the blood of the one who killed the blood. Meaning that you have to judge that person nevertheless. Further, we learned in the Mishnah, one says, I saw the killer. And then Mishnah says, Hulu, and then the other one says, You did I did not see. Or you did not see. So he contradicts that one witness. So then you would do the Arif. So the Gemara derives and says, Taima the Machishle. The reason why we would do the Arif is because the other witness is contradicting him and saying him, No, you didn't see. But if the other one would not be contradicting him, one person is believed to testify that he saw the killer, and he would then exempt the Arifas Hagola, that we would do the Prasuris Hagola. From where do we know that one witness would be believed to turn Rabbanon? Because we don't in Abraise, it says in the Pasuk, We don't know who smitted So we can derive from this that what happens if it is known, if it is known who hit him, who smitted him. Even if there's one person in the end of the world that knows him, they would not do that if. So we see from here that one witness is believed. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, "Minayim the Sanhedrin shadow echod shoregas anefesh vein makirin." I say, "Where do we know the halacha that the Sanhedrin saw one person killing another person?" Vein makirin oisoi, but they don't know the person that killed. They saw him kill, but they don't know who he is. Shloi hayoyirfim, so that they would do that if Talmud Leimar. Because in Pasuk it says, with regards to the elders, it says, He says, we didn't see, and here they did see. So here we see, by the Sanhedrin, just seeing alone, would exempt from their rif. But seeing of the witness would not exempt, unless he knows who it is. The Gemara asks, Now that you say, that one person is believed, one witness, So how could one, the other one, how could he contradict him? How could he cause that the testimony of the first one should become invalidated or bottled, and you're going to do that if it's Whatever the Torah believes one witness, it's as if there's two. And the words of one who's coming to contradict him cannot stand in a place of two. So the answer is, Ula says to you that the Mishnah doesn't say that 
Oifin. We have to fix it. We have to say that if one person says, I've seen the Hoyrek, and one says, They would not do that if Why? Because one witness cannot nullify the first testimony. And says, that they would not do that if. We should learn as the Mishnah by we learned before that the second testimony does nullify the first one. So the Gemara says with Abchia Kashi according to Abchia that doesn't fix the language of the Mishnah. So Ula's question remains. He says that the question from Ula, because he says that the testimony of the second witnesses cannot stand up against the first witness whom the Torah has believed. The one answers, Loikashi. This isn't difficult, because Khan, in our Mishnah, that the testimony helps of the second witness to nullify the first one, is talking about they came together so that the second one testifies within Kidei Dibur of the first one since the first testimony has not yet been accepted so the second one can contradict it So the second one can contradict us and cause that it should not be accepted. But Khan, in the words of Ula, who says that the second one cannot contradict the first one, it's talking about a situation, that they're coming one after the other. So since we already accepted the first testimony, then he's treated like two. And the second one cannot contradict it. So the Gemara asks Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, in the continuation of the Mishnah, we say, one says, I saw the one that did the killing. And two say, no, you did not see how you are Erfim. Uh, then they would do that if. So it seems very simple. There's no nothing new over here that two witnesses can nullify the testimony of, of one. So we need to say that this halacha was taught that we should learn from this that only because there are two people that are contradiction, the first one, uh, that's why the first testimony is nullified. But if it was just one against one, they would not do the arifa because the first one's testimony was accepted and the uh, second one uh, cannot come to be makrashit. And this is like the words of Ula, uh, like we learned in the Mishnah, that if it's one and one, you did not do the rifer. What it says to you after the So this is would be a challenge to Rabbiya, who says that even by one and one, they would do the arifa. The Gemara says, according to your reasoning, that you explained the, the ratio, that it wasn't learned for its own purpose, but to teach from it the halacha when one is against one so look at the end of the Mishnah when two say we saw and one says I did not uh, you did not see then they would not do that so there's also no nothing chiddush over there that one cannot contradict two so what are you going to learn over there also that it's only because one is contradicting the two, that's why the first testimony is in battle. But one against one, they would do the Arifa because the first testimony would be misbattle. So then it turns out that you have a contradiction. So since there is a contradiction between the ratio and the Sefer, Allah, so we have to say that Masnisi and Kula, the entire Mishnah, whether it's the ratio, whether it's the Sefer, uh, the uh, testimony of the two that is learnt in it is Bipsule Eidus. It's talking about unfit witnesses that are testifying against one witness. And this halacha was talking about for its uh, needed for itself when there is one against two, and but not to 
derive what would be the halacha when it's one against one. Like the opinion of Rav Nechemia, the Amar Rav Nechemia says that Kol Mokim Shehemina Torah Eid Echad that every place where the Torah believed one witnesses one witness when the two people come to contradict him Halach Achar Rav Deis and we should follow the majority of opinions and the testimony that has more opinions that is what decides for us and therefore the Chachamim made one, two women by one man who testify against one man that they would uh, nullify his words like two men against one person there's no difference between men or women so the Mishnah is teaching us that since that the testimony of one is not a complete testimony so therefore the majority of opinions would decide it. And so the Mishnah is learned as follows. Aid Echot Kosher Kosher witness says, I saw the person that killed, and two women say you didn't see, then you would do the Arifa. If two women says we saw, say we saw, and one Kosher witness says you didn't see, then we would not do the Arifa. Because the Amri and the others say that that even if there is one kosher witnesses coming first, so even if hundred women testify against him, it's like one who contradicts. So one uh, once his testimony has been accepted, so the second person, the second aides cannot contradict him. As I said before, and here in our Mishnah that we said that the two are testifying are not kosher witnesses like women, so what are we dealing with when the one witness that says in the Mishnah if he was of the unfit for witnesses, he's going to then first there came a woman and says, I saw the one that killed and we accepted her testimony and then later on two witnesses come and say they didn't see so the Mishnah says that even though who, her testimony was accepted the majority of uh, opinions would decide against her so the Mishnah would learn so how are we going to explain the Mishnah according to Rebnechemiah? Wherever the Torah believes one need, when this, when other witnesses come to are contradicted, we go after the majority of opinions. So the testimony that has more opinions, that is the deciding. And then we have to say, so they made two women by one woman that uh, they would uh, decide her, they would decide against her just like two people by one by against one person that they would decide against two men against one but it's only if two women are deciding and testifying against a woman but two women uh, against one person is like 50-50 and that's why when they came at once they are contradicting themselves and Dagla is burned but when they came after the testimony of the Dechad has been accepted then it becomes like Shnaim and two women cannot contradict his testimony so now the Gemara asks since we said that the Mishnah is talking about the Psuleyedus and the Mishnah is is that we would go after the majority of the opinions why do we need two cases to teach us about it would have been sufficient just with the Reisha when one witness says I saw two people say don't that you didn't see so why did the Sefer why was it necessary for us to have the Sefer when two people saw that say that they saw and one says you didn't see the Gemara says, if we would have just had the Reisha, I would say, When do we follow the majority of the opinion? It's only in a case where it's the Khumra, where it's more strict. So that case we will do the 
but when it comes to become lenient through this in other words that if we go Lukula we won't, won't do that if it's Akola, Agolas, like when the two Psulim say we saw and one says you didn't see so so maybe in that case we shouldn't go after the majority of opinions and one should be able to contradict and let's do that if it's Agola that's why the Sefer comes to teach us that even then we go after the majority of opinion and one cannot contradict them and we will not do that if it's Agola So in the Mishnah we learn that one the people who are living promiscuous kinds of lives have been many. So then the normal may We learned in the Abraise. The Pasha Saita says that the man will be cleared from sin. So from this we learn that that at the time that the man is cleared from sin, then the water would check his wife whether she sinned or not. But if the man is not clear from sin, so the water would not check his wife. And since that there is an increase in the Neafim, so the men are not clear from sin and that's why the Me'amorim, the Saita water have become nullified by Emer there's another Pasuk, it says so the Gemara asks and the Bryce said, my Emer what is the teaching us from the extra Pasuk from Emer so the Gemara his sin would prevent the checking of the Mehamorim. But the Bonei would the Bonei say loy, but his sons and daughters know they would not prevent the Badika, the checking from his wife, therefore Toshma, that's what the Pasik says in additional Loyevka Dal Bnoi Seichem, Kisiznendo Val Kla Loy Seichem Kisna Afno. That even the sin of the daughters and the daughter-in-laws would prevent the Bidika. The Gemara explains that also the end of the Pasik needs to teach us Vichy Tema Ovoin Aishas Ish That if the man who had a relationship with a married woman, then that would prevent the bedika. But But if he had a relationship with a non-married woman, that would not, in a snus way, that would not prevent Toshma. That's why the pasuk continues and says, And the the word zoynus is mashma over there, uh, unmarried, and therefore we see to teach us that even for a sin of Znus with a Pnuya, uh, the water would not check his wife. Now the Gemara explains the end of that Pasuk. Ma'i ve'om lo'yovin yilloveit. Omar Abelot says in Abelot, Omar lahem novi li'Yisrael. The novi says to the Yid, Ima'atem makpidim al'atzmechem. If you are going to be careful about yourself from not stumbling into Znus, then ba'yim ba'itkim n'shuseichem. Then the water will check your wife's in love, but if not, you're not going to be clear of that sin. So the water will not check your wives. The price continues when the people that like to enjoy uh, increased and they don't want to work too hard to look into the halacha, to do things correctly, to figure it out. Uh, just try to enjoy quick things. So the judgments have been crooked and the actions have been ruined because the judgment is wrong and the people do wrong. And there's no pleasantness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. When the people who would favor show a good face in judgment to one of the Litigants, and there was many of those people starting to give honor to one uh, litigant over the other one. But the Guru. So then, the verse that you shall not be afraid, Mipneish, as the pasuk said, has been nullified. Ufosak and it ceased that you should not show any sakiru upon him by mishpat. 
Ufarku Ail Shamayim and they have removed the yoke of heaven from them. And they placed upon themselves the yoke of a flesh and blood. When they increase those who whisper, whispers in judgment, so that the people who prepare with the judges, they whisper with the judges about the merits or the guilt of one, that causes the judgment to be tilted. And then Rabbi Haranav then they increase the anger amongst the Nestalka Shechina, the Shechina departed. Because it says, that God is amongst you when there is judgment, that the Shechina, in order to be resting, needs to be judgment. And when there is tilted judgment, then it leaves. When the people who go after the money, their heart goes after the money, that they do everything for their own pleasure, that increased, Rabu, then increased those who praise the evil people. Then we say the Pasuk, Then increase the people that say for something a person does bad, they say good, and if it's good, they say bad. And once there's a lot of people who say for bad, they say call it good, and for good, they call it bad, they say bad. So there's a lot of yelling out of hoi hoi in the world. Because the Pasik says, Hoi, Hoi, Mdim Laratu, Laratu, Laratu. Haruk. Those are arrogant people that uh, they pull their spit um, in their mouths. Rabbi Yehidim. So those who are uh, bragging increased. When they smile to Hatamidim. And because of this, the students have become fewer. And the Torah is returns those who study it and looking looking for them because the Torah does not last by those who are arrogant of spirit. Once there was many increase those who are the braggers who, uh, who boast So the Jewish daughters began to get married to these year to these boasters because because our generation can only see on the surface, in the face of the things. And because of their bragging, they look like they're important. So the says, But that's not true. Do we really say that those who are bragging are accepted on their wives, accepted? But Mar said, one who brags, who's that? I feel I'm Shebeslem even on the people of his family, he will not be accepted. A bragging man, and he will not have his home. And what means, even in his own home, it's his wife. In the beginning, she jumps on him. But the end, she becomes, he becomes disgusted in her eyes because she realizes you know, what he really is. When the, it increased that those who give Melai, uh, those are business to the Balei Batim to uh, do business and make profit for the judges. So then it increased the bribery and the tilting of the judgment because the judgment were bribed by this and the heart of the judges followed the one who made them a prophet goodness has ceased when the uh, increased those judges who say to one who done them a favor I will accept your favor and uh, I will hold you for your uh, favors. So people are no longer afraid of the, ju- the judges. And because of that, Rabu Yosha Ben It increased everybody what's favored in their eyes. They do, because the uh, fear of the Gedolim, uh, of the big the big people on the fair is now gone. And then Shvalim, So the, the lows have become high. And those who are high become low, and you can't tell what, who's high who's low. And the Jewish kingdom, the government, the Jews, is going and degrading and becoming 
degraded. When people who are stingy, don't want to share, have increased, the Torah and those who steal other ones' food, so then those who are hardened their heart have increased from giving tzedakah to the poor, and people close their arms, not their hands, not to lend. And they transgress what the Torah says, you shomer pen. Be careful lest and the Pasik continue to And etc. The Pasik says that your eye will be bad and your brother who is poor you won't give him and he'll call on you to Hashem and you will have a sin. Mishabu the two years goroin When it increased those women that go with an outstretched neck and uh lying eyes, many colored eyes, uh, uh, so that brings the uh, other people to have relationships, a relationship with them. So, so then the husbands who warn their wives have increased, and they need to, uh, wouldn't need to drink the Maimamorim, the bitter water, but El Shaposku, but they have ceased from working anyways, but meaning they would be in that level that they would ordinarily need the Maimamorim. Once the increase, those who receive gifts, this mata yomim, so then the days of the life of people have been diminished. And the years have been shortened. One who hates presents will live. When the uh, people who are uh, uh, arrogant of heart, they rely on their understanding. And they don't pay attention to listen carefully to their teacher. So the students did not really understand their teachers, and therefore Rabbi Machloik is Yisrael. It increased a lot of arguments amongst Yidim. Once the students, Shammai and Hillel, have increased, who haven't served all their needs to the Rebbes, Rabbi Machloik is Yisrael, they increased, there was increasing of fighting Machlekes arguments in the amongst the Yidden. The Torah becomes as if it's two Torahs. Once the who receive increase those who uh, receive charity from the non-Jews so the Yidden were uh, so to speak above and they below it's a uh, opposite meaning Yisrael Lamata in the day Lamaila, but he doesn't want to say that way. Or Yisrael Lafanim Vachas Laacher, and the other way. Now the Mishnah said, "Mishemais Yisim Ben Yehazer Chulu." That when Yisim Ben Yehazer died, so Butlo Hashkoilus, those who have all have become ceased. The Gemara asks, "My Hashkoilus, what is Hashkoilus?" So when I view the Mashmul, should have said the Mashmul, "Isha Hakel Boy." That's a person who has everything, meaning that his true Torah, no blemish and no forgetting. Further, we learned in the Mishnah, He removed the vidui uh, that we say from Meiser. The Gemara says, "My time." Why did he battle the confession from Meiser? So Rabbi Yisroel Rebchanino, Rabbi Yisroel Rebchanino because they would not give the Meiser edition the way it was instituted. The Torah says that you should give it to the Levim. <coughs> 